This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. I'm a little like, tough sometimes. She's <laughs> tough on me sometimes. Like, Mom, you can do it. Keep yeah, going. Keep but going. I, but that's good for you. I think you like that. I you're do. Like, Thanks, Alexa. I wouldn't I have do. finished this. That's right. If you weren't yelling at me that's repeatedly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Encouragement. <laughs> Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss the health benefits of activated charcoal. Then we're going to discuss high and low cookbook recipes. And lastly, we're going to find out why multi-generational workouts can be so beneficial. But first, a little bit of business. Today's sponsor is Purely Natural, a family-owned Canadian company of fourth-generation master herbalists, which has been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with Tonic Magazine for over 10 years, and in particular, writing our preventative medicine column for over seven years. Purely Natural is also one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival and the Fit for Fall Festival. Their products are certified GMP, kosher, and organic. I use Purely Natural products, and I think they're terrific. Joel Thuna is the master herbalist and general manager of Purely Natural. He strives to improve the quality and natural products on the market and passes along his knowledge of herbal remedies through lectures and articles. Joel's an entertaining and accessible writer, and today we're going to discuss his latest article in Tonic Magazine all about the health benefits of activated charcoal. But I don't think we're going to be talking about hipsters and tourists waiting on huge lines to eat black ice cream on Queen Street, are we, Joel? Not today. So what are we going to talk about? Where are we going to start? We're going to look at what activated charcoal actually is. A lot of people have heard about it, but they don't actually know what True. it is. Until I read your article, I didn't know what it is. But for those who aren't lucky enough to get Tonic Magazine, tell us, what is activated charcoal? Well, the first thing to know is it has very little in common with the charcoal briquettes we used to use in our barbecues in the 70s and early 80s. What activated charcoal actually is, it's charcoal that's made using a process where they for lacking a better phrase, cook at very, very high temperature plant material until it becomes carbon. And then what they do is they add gases while the cooking is occurring. And what this does is it increases the surface area of the actual molecules exponentially. So you end up having something that's very small, very compact, but has a massive surface area. And the reason that's important is that surface area is actually used to attract toxins. Okay, so explain that to me. What does charcoal do? How does it attract the toxins? Charcoal itself is negatively charged. Okay. And that charge works to grab toxins in any environment it's in. That's why, for example, if you look at moldy basements and refrigerators that have a stench to them, one of the substances they'll normally put in them to grab the smell and to grab the toxins out is activated charcoal. You can actually buy it at some hardware stores in a powdered format in a canister just to pop into those environments just to suck out all the toxins from the air. Is this the same substance that they use in like Brita filters as well or is that a different 
It's the same substance but a different grade. Gotcha. The industrial grade you wouldn't want to use as a supplement. You would not. <laughs> it's not that clean. Right. But the really highly purified one that is for internal use, right. yes, it's very similar to that. In health and wellness, how has activated charcoal been used traditionally? Traditionally, it was actually used as a curative for poisonings, accidental poisonings. Oh, wow. We're not recommending anyone use it for that purpose right. because you have to know what you're doing and it only works with certain medications and not with others. But for example, in hospitals in the United States, they did a survey and they found it was a ridiculously high number of times in the, in the hundreds of thousands of times every year. It's still used in incredibly high dose, but for very specific medications. And they learned that over time that if you take a certain medication in an accidental overdose, if you flood the system, the gut, with activated charcoal, it actually absorbs enough that the patient can continue to thrive. Oh, wow. So, wow, it's, so it's a bit of an emergency room specialist. Correct. But as I said before, we're not recommending no, we're not, people we're use not, it without education. No, we're not advocating <laughs> that people use it for accidental overdose. I'm sure you're going to be calling the emergency. So, Oh, yeah. 911 is your friend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're advocating 911 here on the tonic. Okay. So that's the traditional use. But in natural health and wellness, it has some applications as well, right? Definitely. What they found also is once they understood that it removed toxins, bound to toxins, and helped your body excrete them, they looked at other uses for it in the same realm. And they found that our bodies naturally accumulate toxins all the time, right. by breathing, by drinking, by eating, everything that touches our skin, be it health and beauty products, even our clothes. Our body accumulates toxins. Our elimination systems work to get rid of them. But as we get more and more and more, some of them get backed up. And it forces them to work harder and harder and harder. Some of those are our skin, our kidneys, and our liver. Let's start with kidneys. So how does it help with dealing with toxins vis-a-vis the kidneys? Okay. Well, what happens is our kidneys are designed to filter our blood. That's what they do. They filter toxins out of our blood, create urine. Well, they don't create it, but they work to dump it to that creates urine, et cetera. And what ends up happening is... Over time, they just get stressed and stressed and stressed. By taking activated charcoal on a regular basis, what you're doing is eliminating some of the toxins from your gut before they ever get to your blood and ever reach your kidneys. By doing that, you reduce the stress on your kidneys and allow them to work their job much easier. Okay. You also mentioned liver function, and yes. liver is also a filter in our in our bodies, right? Correct. Liver is the primary it's filter the, in our bodies. Yeah. And part of the problem also with the liver is not only does it filter, it also stores. Ah. And as it stores more and more toxins, the toxins themselves actually begin to harm the liver. Right. So by eliminating the toxins before they ever get to the liver, you're actually not only making the liver's job easier, you're actually improving the liver's health itself. Hmm. So, again, by taking the activated charcoal internally in your gut, it binds to some of the toxins. They're excreted through your feces, and it never actually reaches your liver. Okay. So, liver, kidney function. I understand that charcoal can help with cholesterol too, right? Yes, that is correct. The way it works is in two different ways. 
to help with cholesterol. One, it actually binds to cholesterol. So the cholesterol from your diet, which is known as dietary cholesterol, it helps eliminate a percentage of that. The good and the bad cholesterol or just the bad or? The good and the bad, but more so the bad than the good. Well, that's better then. Correct. (laughs) The second way it actually helps to eliminate cholesterol is through the cholesterol your body naturally produces itself, which is known as biliary cholesterol. What it does is biliary cholesterol is formed using by salts. Okay. The salt's actually produced by your liver. It actually binds to some of these salts and excretes them again from your body. Oh. So it reduces cholesterol in two ways. One from the dietary that you take in as you eat right. and the other from the ones your body actually creates itself. Okay. One last question. Uh, I understand that activated charcoal can help with your digestion. Is that yes. true? Oh, yes. Activated charcoal is wonderful for your digestion. It essentially just smooths everything out, reduces the acidity, and reduces the difficulty your body has digesting. Okay. And at the same time while doing that, it also reduces gas and indigestion. Okay, so this is a question that occurs to me. When I think of charcoal, Mm -hmm. I think of something that I don't necessarily want to ingest because it may taste funny. So... (laughs) You know about this. What does it taste like? Is it all right? Or do we have to hold our noses when we take it? What do you do? The amazing thing is really pure activated charcoal has no taste. Oh, okay. You could take it, for example, mix some powder or a capsule in your in your water. You'd never taste it. You'd never notice it. That's one of the reasons they've started to include it in foods like the ice cream, the pizza crusts, etc. is because there is no discernible taste and you get all these health benefits. And let's face it. The black is cool. It looks cool. It does. We actually put we put the black. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but we featured your article on the cover, and we've got a, a black cover for February. Oh, cool. Awesome. So thank you for coming on the show today. Next time you're back, what should we talk about? What do you want to talk about? I'd like to actually talk about vitamin D. Vitamin D it is. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about high recipes, the complicated restauranty ones, and low recipes, the easy everyday meals, all on the tonic. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power vegan protein or visit Purica.com. Purica, nature, science, you. 
This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. In addition to being a lawyer and a mother of three teenagers, my next guest is also the immensely popular cookbook reviewer for Tonic Magazine, my wife, Naomi. Hi, honey. Hi, thanks for having me. So cookbooks are all different. Some focus on cuisines and others are tied to famous restaurants or chefs, or it may pertain to a specific diet. But another way to look at them is how complicated are the recipes, right? Absolutely. I'm all for projects, for weekend projects or special occasions, and it's fun to spend some time devoted to a particular dish. But really, most of us just need to get dinner on the table most of the time. And so you might want to look at cookbooks for those special occasions, or you might want to just get inspiration for your everyday cooking. Right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take some different courses and different dishes, and we're going to go hard and we're going to go easy, right? So hard would be the the complex dishes, and easy would be stuff that you could do right away, and it sort of reflects how these cookbooks are put together, right? Yep. There's always the hard way and the easy way. All right. So we're going to go in reverse order. We're going to start with dessert. Okay. So the dessert that everybody wants to try and make, but is incredibly difficult. And then maybe they should probably go to the store and get these are macarons, right? Yes. So let's start with macarons. Which cookbook and, and which recipe? So I have a book called Baking Chez which is by Dory Greenspan. And she's a really great baking cookbook writer and very well known among people who like to bake. And I would recommend any of her books. And she has both easy and hard things in her books. Her recent book, Baking Chez is about French pastries or French cooking that you can make at home for the most part. So not the fancy things you get in the bakery, but the things that French people actually cook at home. But there's still a range within that cookbook of different cakes to make. So she does have a recipe for Parisian macarons and it looks beautiful. Chocolate, vanilla, salted caramel filling. It's quite a production though. When I look at it, it just makes me tired just to look at it. You have to, you know, you need a pastry bag, you need a candy thermometer. They have to sit for 24 hours. So when you're done all your labor, you still can't eat them. They have to wait in the fridge and they're very precise. And so if you're an advanced baker and you're interested in trying it, then I would suggest using Dory Greenspan's recipe because it'll be good. It's just takes some effort. Okay. And, and if you don't have a whole weekend to kill making macarons, what would be the easy recipe that you would recommend? I think this is my favorite crowd pleaser recipe from the same book, Baking Chamois, Tiger Cakes. And that kind of sounds funny, like you're not sure what tiger cakes are, but they're actually chocolate almond little mini cakes, which is the same flavors that are in macarons, but they're very easy to make. No mixer, just almond flour, butter, chocolate. And you make them in mini muffin tins, and they're so good. Everybody takes a bite of them and says, what is this? I need more of them. They are super delicious, and I make you make them all the time because I know they're easy, and I know that they can be made, but they are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so that's the easy way. Okay. So let's move on. An ingredient that we see at every restaurant that we go to, it's the, the hot button ingredient, and you wouldn't think it, is cauliflower. So if you were going to make cauliflower the hard or easy way, I'll let you pick which one you want to go with first. What would you do? So let's start with the hard way. I have a book called Matzah at Home, which is from which is written by Nancy Silverton. You may, if you watch Netflix, the Chef's Table series, they did a series on her and 
about how precise and demanding no, she is. She's meticulous. She's very meticulous. She's very successful, great restaurateur, and I'm sure she's an excellent chef. And she's written this book, which is about entertaining. And the recipes look amazing, but they're all very involved. And so I was looking at her recipe for cauliflower, which is just one dish if you were entertaining. Pan-roasted cauliflower wedges with bagna cotta, which is an anchovy butter. And you have to cut the cauliflower, boil it, then put it in an ice bath, then sear it in a pan, then bake it. And then you put this butter on it. And I'm sure it would be excellent because I've made something similar, not so difficult, but... It's a lot of work for yeah. just one side dish. Four steps for cauliflower, I think, is, is beyond the limit. Beyond the limit, for most people anyways, if they don't have a team of sous chefs. But if you want to figure out how to make roast cauliflower, you can also look at The Vegetable Butcher, which is a cookbook about cooking vegetables. And she has specific recipes, and she also shows you techniques, so different ways to cook cauliflower, for example. And so she tells you in a few lines to chop up cauliflower, roast it, and toss it with brown butter, honey, and thyme. And that looks delicious to me and something that you could actually make during the week. One step during the week without boiling and different procedures. Okay, so let's move on to a main dish. So everybody loves chicken. It's, you know, it's not high end, but you can certainly make it complicated, right? You can make anything complicated. Well, I personally can make anything complicated, <laughs> but not in the way. Yeah, I guess in the way you mean it. But, but anyways, so what's a complicated chicken recipe that you've come across? Well, I thought about that and then I thought about what about fried chicken? Everybody loves, you can get in a restaurant, but I've never made it at home, but I've heard people tell me that they have made it and it makes a big mess in the kitchen. And there's a number of steps because you've got to dip the chicken a few times and let it rest in the fridge and... I've heard about this bee-stung fried chicken, which has got a hot honey butter, which can be found in the Seven Spoons Cookbook, which is by Tara Brady, who's an Ontario cookbook writer. She writes for The Globe. And I've made other things from the cookbook, but I haven't made the fried chicken just because it seems like a lot of work. And I'm sure it's delicious, and I heard it is, but I haven't made it. So that's the hard way. And if you want to make it, that would be a recipe I'd suggest. But yeah, let's go. Let, yeah, let's go easy. Easy way. I don't know if you've heard about these sheet pan dinners. I've been reading about. So Smitten Kitchen has a recipe for sheet pan dinners. Basically, you cook the meat, the vegetables, and everything all on one sheet pan at the same time. So you can marinate the chicken in advance or not, and you put it on a pan with potatoes, carrots, cauliflower, and you cook the whole thing together. Put you know, there's a marinade of smoked paprika, garlic, vinegar, and I'm sure it's good and it's easy and it's does make a lot of dishes and it's the kind of thing you could do the easy way when you come home from work. Well, we all love Deb from Smitten Kitchen at our house. We do. We We call her Deb. We call her Deb. We feel like we know her. We really don't. (laughs) But her recipes are awesome. Well, thank you for coming in today. Next month, you're going to come back and we're going to compare old school and new school cookbook recipes. Is that right? That's right. Awesome. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to learn about the health benefits of intergenerational exercising on the tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Omega Alpha. This company is 100% Canadian owned. Their team consists of allopathic and naturopathic doctors, nutritionists, researchers, and other scientific professionals, all led by their CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Formulations are created on their 40,000 square foot facility located in Toronto. Omega Alpha uses only the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, visit OmegaAlphaInc.com. Hi, I'm Jamie Busson, and I'm the publisher of Tonic Magazine and the host of The Tonic. 
I just wanted to remind you that the Tonic Talk Show is brought to you by Tonic Magazine. Tonic is a health and wellness publication that I've been putting out for over 10 years. We're available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods, all in Toronto. You can learn more about the magazine by visiting our website, www.tonictoronto.com. And if you ever miss an episode of The Tonic, you can also hear it there. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. And we're back. Jody Farber's passion for fitness started with her training for track and field in grade school, which continued throughout her life, including her Jane Fonda phase. She's currently certified in Pilates, spin, and yoga, as well as personal training. She teaches HIT, Tabata, and full body strength classes and pre and postnatal classes at such locations as Spinga, the Granite Club, Aerosmith School, and Celestica. Alexa Farber's introduction into fitness started as a competitive ballet dancer. She then studied food and nutrition at Western University. Then she started teaching at Legree, also known as Pilates on Crack, (laughs) and currently teaches and personally trains at Track Fitness, where she teaches circuit, boot camp, versa climber, and weight classes. Welcome, both of you. Hey. Hey. Hi. So, Jody, you know this. For many years, my wife and I and our daughter, Sarah, have exercised together. Yes. Spinning or running and sometimes even boot camps. And I love combining family time and exercise and thought, who better to talk about it than one of the great trainers who we've worked out with (laughs) and her daughter, who also happens to be a trainer. So, first question. Yes. Easy peasy. What do you get out of working out together as a family? Time together, which is awesome. Kind of putting things together creates uh, like different moves. So we get to work on that together. Um, Yeah, we bounce ideas off each other. I also find, especially as like, I'm now a grown adult and I don't live at home. So I find I spend a lot of time with my mom, which I wouldn't normally get to if we didn't have this. You would have nothing to do yeah, with I would her. Have, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's all the I mean, truth, I, right? You know. I, I'm a twin and I have an older sister as well. And I'd say that my mom and I probably spend the most time together just because we are into the same thing. We do the same thing. So, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, for us, it was, I found it was like a different type of energy, right? Like it's one thing to sit around the dinner table and say, okay, how was your day? Right. And, you know, whether your teenager wants to talk to you or not. Is, is one thing. But if you're both sort of doing the same activity, it's almost like you're a team. Even if it isn't a team activity, Absolutely. You're, you're, you're doing it together, right? Yeah. And we do some stuff where we'll, we call it the lab. So we'll go into a room and we'll sit down with a mat, some weights, pen and paper, and come up with these different combinations of moves. So that's kind of a nice thing that we uh, yeah. do. Do you lead classes and do you see a lot of families working out together? Is that a thing? I found more and more that a lot of my friends I finally see working out with their moms. I find it's a lot like the kids or the young adults my age who are really encouraging their parents to come out. And sometimes the parents are encouraging their kids kids to come out. Yeah, You know, I think when the the kids are sort of younger, there's a certain age when they're really young, you program your kids, right? Right. Like, you know, they're playing hockey, basketball, whatever. And then you reach a certain age and you could say, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And the kids are like, I'm not not playing hockey anymore. I'm not doing this. And I think it's the parents that lead the kids into, you know, doing activities that they enjoy. Right. And then Alexa, I think what you're talking about is like when they hit their 20s, it's kind of like, oh, I haven't seen mom in 
I want to go out for lunch with mom, but you know, maybe we'll go take a yoga class. And the before. funny thing is I find that the moms are usually stronger than the kids. <laughs> I, oh, made sure. I, I made her say that. I made her say that. And in the, in the, in the beginning, it started where I would take my children to my classes, put a blanket out, they'd sit, yeah. they'd watch and who knew, but I guess they were watching. For sure. Right. right. You're leading by example as yeah. opposed to telling them what to do. You're actually, they're actually seeing you do it. And yeah. then there's the Beltline story. When right. We were running on the Beltline. Well, I was jogging. She was running. And she said, Mom, do you mind? And she just took off yeah. and ran to the end of the Beltline, then came running back. And there I was. And then we ran together. Once again, she took off, came back. I kept on running. So that's how we, we do it. And yes, that's how we she, still is, do it. <laughs> she is stronger than, than Mama. Wow. But, but you're doing it together. That's yes. right. Yeah. Okay, so th- that's why sort of working it together a family works. But obviously there's some challenges when you have <laughs> people at different levels, like no. you just talked about. <laughs> so, so what's challenging about working out together as a family? Uh, well, keeping up with Alexa, <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you. She's I'm quite... a little tough sometimes. Right. She's tough on me sometimes. Okay. Like, Mom, you can do it. Keep yeah. going. Keep but I, going. But that's good for you. I think you like that. I like, do. Thanks, Alexa. I wouldn't I have do. finished this. That's right. If you weren't yelling at me that's repeatedly. Screaming <laughs> 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 at me. Encouragement. I guess it uh, kind of depends on how competitive you are, right? Very. You competitive? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I mean, like, so for example, I play basketball with my youngest. Right. And I'm not inclined to let him beat me one-on-one. I mean, eventually it's going to happen. Now I can see. I can see his moves. Yeah. He's got much better handles than I do, yes. and I'm, I've been putting off playing with him again because I know now he's got me, right? But when you do, you go to win, right? right. Yeah. Like if we're running together or something like that, no one wants to be the first one to, you know, be like, I need a break and right. stop. Exactly. But let's say you're doing, you know, strength training, right? Like there's always adjustments that can be made, yes. right? Not everybody should be lifting the same weights. Let's face it, when you get older, I'm, I become less flexible, right? So there's certain moves that you're going to have to make adjustments right, like to, if, right? Like when we work out even I'll add a jump here and there and my mom won't. Right. So we can modify that way. Or we I'll still, go heavy with yeah. the weights and you'll go lighter with and the weights. And I go a little lighter but faster, for instance. Much, so we modify, much faster. <laughs> we modify in that sense but we still do like the same workouts more or less. Let's put it this way. My water breaks, there's a few more of them. It lasts a little longer. with Alexa. Right, you're catching your breath with yeah, your absolutely. water. Absolutely. Okay. So we've got time for one last question. And and you guys are the experts. You know, what sort of activities would you recommend to our listeners who are maybe a little bit older, if they wanted to engage their families and and join in, what would you recommend that they could do? What do you think? Well, we have a... When we went to um, Miami, yes, we love to walk. We love to walk, to run, like we love to be in nature. So we decided, I decided, <laughs> that we were going to walk to a mall, which was... Ten miles uh, no. away. <laughs> Come on, ladies. I don't think it was that far. <laughs> it felt like we so were in heels. Like, it, it, we it, was in heels heat, it was in the heat. It was in the heat. We were on the beach. Okay. So stuff like that, I think, is really important. Just being able to walk with each other, which I know we'll be able to do forever and ever. And not take everything so seriously. Like, there's a lot of laughter. Right. So it doesn't need to be organized classes, no, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like being outside, just moving your bodies together. Sometimes she'll do something I want to do, which she doesn't really want to do. And sometimes I'll do something that she wants to do like we'll do a yoga class or a Pilates class or a hit class so we switch it up fantastic that's all the time we have today ladies thank you for coming in our pleasure thank you awesome and thank you everybody for listening to The Tonic you can download this episode as a podcast on zoomerradio.ca and thetonic.ca 
For articles written by our guests, please be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at www.tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic when we'll discuss why the road to health is paved with good intestines and in prioritizing self-love. This is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.